0: Welcome to the
1: Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish.
0: Hello and welcome to another Flying Solo Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. If you're listening via iTunes, please leave us a little review and don't forget, we welcome comments and discussion on Facebook or via the page this show has on flyingsolo.com.au. Now, let me introduce today's guest. Alison Vidotto is a mother of six, published author and speaker, founder of the Australian charity for the children of Vietnam and runs her own very successful leadership business. Aside from coping with six children, she survived the 1992 recession, the global financial crisis, and Brisbane's 2011 floods that weren't only on her doorstep, they were well over her doorstep, and we'll come on to that. She's a passionate advocate for the importance of strong leadership, and firmly believes that even us soloists need to practice the art. Hello and welcome, Alison.
1: Hi, Robert. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, thank you. Now, look, let's let's start with those floods, shall we? There's so many things to talk about. But so you were not only near the floods, you were indeed flooded. So what was that like?
1: Uh, It was interesting, that's for sure. We were, our office at the time was right on the corner of Melbourne and Gray Street. So we were very close to the river. Mm -hmm. And about a week after refurbing the office, we were more than a metre underwater.
0: Oh, my goodness. So you just had to move everything out and go and how did you carry on working?
1: Um, What we actually did, we were fortunate, we're a family business and um, one of our sons is actually a carpenter, he's been in the building game, so we were very lucky. So we we literally worked around the clock, so a couple of our sons worked through the night and we sort of worked during the day trying to keep the business going and...
0: Well, yes, very good. Yes. Well, so it's obviously very useful to have six kids. I've only got, I've only got one son, one child, but um, I guess another five have come in very handy at s- situations like that. <laughs> okay. Do. All right. Well, look, there's lot, lots here to talk about, but let's dive into this, this whole uh, topic of leadership. So you say, as I said in the intro, you're a very strong advocate of this. You think it's very important. But really, you know, for us working on our own, do we really need to worry about this stuff?
1: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, I think um, the myth of, of leaders being you know the somebody running a huge corporation or a religious guru or that sort of mm. thing, I think leadership is very much alive in all walks of life. <clears throat> and if you look at the same values and the same principles of leadership for people leading thousands, it's really not very different.
0: Mm. So where do, where where particularly do you think in a, in a solo business where does it where does leadership need to kind of present itself where do we need to be really demonstrating leadership?
1: Well, I think when you look at leadership particularly authentic leadership which all the research tells us is the most successful um, you know, way that leadership presents itself. So it's you know, it's trust based and it's very authentic. They're very aware of themselves, strong values, and and very open. They openly communicate. If you take all of those principles and you apply that same trust based leadership a on yourself, most importantly, but also with your clients, with your, you know, with your suppliers. With the people that you're dealing with it it really does come into play Hmm. in all walks of life
0: okay so let's let's pull that apart a bit so i'm you know i'm in a solo business i'm working with maybe two or three or four suppliers on a on a sort of daily basis though where does how do i how should i be practicing my kind of leadership skills
1: Okay. Well, if, you, if you're, if let's, you know, use the parallel. If you're running an organization and you're leading everybody, there's going to be a list of, of things that you would expect. So you're going to expect honesty. You're going to expect goal setting. You're going mm. to expect people to implement what they've said. You're going to expect them to follow through. You're going to expect them to be honest with you. You're going to be, expect to be able to trust them. If you actually make all of those requests of yourself and you make sure that you yourself follow those principles your suppliers are soon going to know that you're reliable you're easy to deal with you pay on time you can be counted on and the same with your clients.
0: So do you you think then that in in our businesses should we almost be writing um a a sort of leadership profile for ourselves is that a is that a process that you take people through
1: absolutely Mm. absolutely you know what is your definition of a leader because there was um a one book that's just brilliant called true north written by bill george they actually studied leadership over i think it was 15 years and they studied 125 very successful leaders and they found that the size of the organisation wasn't important. Age didn't come into it. Race didn't come into it. Gender didn't come into it. What actually came into play was authenticity. Mm. Those that were very genuine. There was no home persona and work persona. You know, they were very, very genuine. But the other thing they found was that there is no model of what makes a leader because we're all different, mm. you know, and it's that authenticity within yourself
0: yeah okay but so and how does how then do you think um uh, as a a small business owner how might um a sort of weakness in leadership be manifesting how might it what signals should we be looking for that might indicate you know what we just need to step it up a bit here in our leadership
1: well i think when we're playing a passive role is often a problem you know it's um If they would do this, then I'd succeed. If Mm. this would happen, then I'd succeed. You know, if you actually take 100% responsibility, which I think are the words of Jack Canfield, if you take complete ownership of yourself and your business and you self-lead, then you're going to make sure you've got a business model. You're going to make sure you've got a business plan. You're going to make sure that you know what's expected and you're going to follow through
0: yeah okay so one of the first things you're saying there then that one of the things that shows up is if we have this little voice in our head that's kind of putting blame onto others what you're saying is that there's nothing wrong with other people it's that that we're not taking things kind of by the throat and we're not leading strongly ourselves
1: absolutely Mm. absolutely i think we we need to really own what we're doing and take full responsibility for it and we need to be really proactive in taking our business to the next level we have to lead our business to the next level
0: Mm. yeah well that's uh, there's no one else is going to do that for us so i totally agree with that it reminds me of a guy i used to work with years ago and he the frequent sort of comment he'd he'd say to me was oh what these people don't understand um always talking about his staff as if as if all the problems of the world emanated from the staff that he'd employed which is you know, that's that 's
1: right, and if he actually embraced the fact that it was his responsibility mm. to get them to understand mm. what about
0: those what about those people that are perhaps drawn to a solo business because they don 't like sort of confrontation they don 't necessarily want to be. Um, those people that have to kind of lead an army of others, what would you say to them? And I I think that's not an uncommon scenario.
1: No, that's exactly right. But Mm. some of the world's most successful leaders are introverts. Mm. So, you know, leadership doesn't mean, you know, rah-rah and being extroverted and loud and, you know, domineering. It's actually that authenticity. Mm. And if you can be very strong And very reserved. And, you know, some of the best leaders I've worked with have been very introverted Mm. and quite shy, but they still communicate very well
0: Mm. now you mentioned a a book there true north what was who's the author of that book again bill Bill george bill george okay and tell me are there any are they i mean we talked there a little bit about you know maybe writing down what kind of leader you want to be Um, and regardless of whether you're a startup business or one that's been going for a while i think having your own sort of sense of who do you want to be as a leader of your business is valuable are there any other particular sort of tools or um, processes that you use with with your clients and customers
1: oh absolutely and even with myself you mm. know leadership's a dynamic process I'm always learning and so when I'm I'm working with someone and there are traits you know that they display and I think it's really good the way they do that how do I learn from that mm. so a good place to start is or is often to look at a leader that you do admire And then what is it you admire about them?
0: Mm, That's a good idea.
1: you know, you have a look at a leader where their team are so loyal and they're so engaged and they're passionate about the business succeeding even though it's not theirs. Why are they successful? Mm. You know, what is it that's engaging? You know, other solo operators that have fabulous clients that are just absolute loyal advocates. What is it about them? Mm.
0: Yeah, how are they doing that?
1: How are they doing it? There's very few of us that have, you know, a product that's the only one of its t- kind on the market. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely be nice, right. Wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, uh, no, I, yes, uh, I agree, and I think um, that often that, that trying to be totally unique can can often. Uh, be quite um, unsettling and unproductive for people. It's far better to be doing what you're doing and regardless of whether other people are doing it, but just doing it better and and leadership clearly has a, a strong place there. So that's a good idea. So to really look at other people leading try and understand what their leadership qualities are. Now, I know you, you talk a lot in, in, uh, in your writing, in, in some of the books that you've written about systems and processes. Um, and I have to say you're talking to someone who, who totally follows suit there. I agree with the importance of systems and processes. What, to what, in what uh, way do you see those relating to leadership?
1: Oh, you know, they're, they're vital they're vital because i mean i am a very very strong believer in in systems and processes i have a business in brisbane and i also run a charity that's in vietnam so i have a an office and a team of staff over there we're very well organized we're very well processed i can go to vietnam for 3 weeks and, and my business will absolutely keep ticking over hmm because it's so well-organized and systemized. It also means when I learn something and we, we develop something new, we then systemize it all. It means that I can then go on as a leader and do something else. Yep. And, you know, the, the old saying, work on your business, not in your business. Mm. If you don't have strong systems, Unless you're going to employ people, you have to work in your business.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, do you, would you say that absolutely part and partial, um, part and parcel of uh, of strong leadership are to have the systems and processes around you?
1: Absolutely, mm. and they're also an enormous contributing factor to the high failure rate of small business in this country.
0: Mm. The fa- the lack of processes. The, the,
1: the lack of systemization and processes. Mm.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, so the um just recapping again, looking at a leader, following a leader, looking for the tra- traits in a particular leader. I think excellent. It sounds like you're do- almost doing a bit of sort of investigative journalism there, just following somebody and saying, "Okay, why does this person do so well? How are they doing what they're doing?" Um do you, do you take people through any other sort of steps or processes when you're trying to get them to um you know absorb this whole topic for the oh
1: well we um we also work with you know with the leadership workshops that i run we also look at you know emotional intelligence that self-awareness you know so you look at what's working for other people and then you know yourself well Mm. and when you do know yourself well and you know what you're capable of and what's going to work best for you
0: okay and do do you find that um People that are not good leaders, and I'm assuming that, um, like me, you must come across them and you can see them, whether it's just in your in day-to-day interactions of, uh, you know, going out and buying a cup of coffee or something. You can see how people lead their businesses. Do you see this as, a, as an issue that um, generally we all need to do a lot better in? Is it something? Uh,
1: absolutely. Mm. And if your business isn't going well, then you need to really look at what's happening with your leadership.
0: And what would you say? What what are the what are the um, your sort of experiences of somebody who perhaps is not the strongest leader to be able to turn it around? Is it something? Can it be done quite readily?
1: Can somebody use? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the the number one thing, if you have staff, then you need to open up the communication. Hmm you know, you've got to treat your staff. I think it's Sam Walton that says, you know, it takes your staff two weeks to treat your customers the way you treat them. Mm. So which can, which in, can
0: be both good and bad. Uh, that,
1: that's right. But mm. you go into a coffee shop and, you know, the staff are all rude, you know what's going on behind the scenes.
0: Yes, true. You know,
1: so that, that's very important. For a solo business the absolute number one thing is to to get real with the big picture of, of your business, you what? know, to own it, to have a look. If people aren't paying you, why? Mm. You know, if, if you're not generating more business, why? You know, you, you need to really take a good look. It, it still astounds me the number of small business owners, solo operators, don't have a business model, don't have a business plan, mm. And yet, that you know, those same people wouldn't head off on an overseas trip with no plan.
0: No, good point.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Quite right. Now, talking of overseas, and and um, just, uh, I'd love to just understand a little bit more about what you're doing with your charity, because here you are, mother of six. Strikes me that's enough kids for anyone. Um, and yet, you're now uh, you decide you're inspired to start a charity helping children of Vietnam. What drove you to that? And um, how does that sort of fit in I, with your 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 own sort of business?
1: Well, I never – it was never, ever part of my plan to, to run a charity. Mm. I went on a holiday, and um, that changed everything. Right. So I – in a nutshell, I met a young blind man. I was asked to meet this this young kid. He had gone blind at 10 years old because his family were too poor for antibiotics, childhood illness, secondary infection. Mm. He'd gone blind at 10, no such thing as special ed, rehabilitation. There was nothing. Uh, when I met him, his name's Quan. He was 18. And he had sat in this little shack in a remote village for eight years. And I honestly thought it was an 80-year-old man sitting in the corner when I first went there. Um, One of my boys was the same age. And um, it it just bothered me profoundly. Mm. You know, I lost sleep over it. My kids are here making a mess, making a noise, you know, living a life. And so that's what started it. Hmm. And um, I'd been teaching English to international students, so I ended up, long story short, I developed um, an English language and IT program for young blind people Hmm. to actually give them a bit of an edge to try and get work, and they've built social networks. ACCV has now grown. We support over 200 families with children living in poverty. Yeah, they're either sick or, or blind.
0: Wow. And how often do you get over there now?
1: I, I usually try and get there at least twice a year. It's usually uh, we're hoping to launch a new program for little blind children, you know, preschool age to support the mums and to get the intervention going early. Um, the program was accepted by the Vietnamese government and it's now in five districts around Hanoi and Quan is now living in Hanoi with... A bunch of friends and a job and
0: Fantastic. they
1: they get together and play karaoke
0: <laughs> so dealing you know having just gone there on holiday and now um setting up a charity that's um that's spreading that clearly shows your own leadership that could not have been an easy task to be dealing with another government oh. um and having that go through what how how did you um kind of use your leadership skills in that in that scenario um,
1: it was a huge, I think, one of the biggest learning curves of my life. Mm. Um, I, I can remember actually thinking, because when I met Kwan and his mum was very teary and talking about her fears, you know, for his future and, and uh, you know, in, in this emotion of the moment, mm. I was sort of, I'll work out how I can help and I'll come back. And then I came home and thought, you know, what the hell do I know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know anything about charity or blind people. or And and I remembered Richard Branson's, you know, you're handed an opportunity and you grab it and then you work out what you're going to do. Mm. So I basically, I learned Braille here and my young daughter, uh, she and I learned Braille here and we learned to co- collaborate and reach out to people and you know we it just grew and we built from there and it's built very strongly on systems you know mm. we have very clear lesson plans our staff in hanoi communicate with staff here in brisbane on a daily basis and you wow. know, so yes it's it's just um it's growing but it would not be possible full stop without the systems and the organisation no
0: and and clearly also from you a, a very strong Uh, Leadership passion, where you know you you know perhaps yes, being motivated by some of Richard Branson's words, but just decided right, I'm going to make this happen, and you've made it happen.
1: Yeah, and it was not easy, you know. Mm. It's um like as you mentioned, working with other governments, but trying to change the mindset, you know, and and to get these young blind people who'd been very isolated and oppressed for a long time because there's many, many young quants out there and tapping into their self-leadership, mm. you know, that they could step up and, you know, feel worthy and start to to change society's view of them. Mm. And, and I have to say I've seen some of the most amazing expressions of leadership in these young blind people.
0: Fantastic. Tell me, on that note, who do you look to apart from these people these- poor children that you're now giving incredible support to but who do you look to as kind of models of leadership who do you hold up and you go right that's the person I'm going to emulate do you have a person or person I
1: I don't have a person um you know there's a lot of them I'm an avid reader I'm always uh, reading so there are Mm -hmm. many many very well known um you know that that many of us Admire. Yeah. Um, I, I've got my own personal. You know, my mother was a huge inspiration. Right. Um, you know, so so there are, you know, there's so many examples. As I said, just in in day to day living. You know, I I just look and I think where well, you get those people that completely change. You know, the mindset and and shift the whole process. You know, Brené Brown is another. Yeah. Sample, you know she she's just really changing peoples mm. and,
0: um, and so, it's still so interesting to me and I don't don't want to sort of get all political with you but um that we see so many good leaders and yet also and unfortunately it happens a lot I think in the leadership of our nation that we see weak leadership poor leadership
1: I agree you know
0: and do you do you think that um that if we're wanting to improve our own leadership do we learn more from the people that are doing it right or do we learn sort of equally from the people that are doing it wrong
1: i i think equally and i think we also need to look at the system you know why well, aren't they leading well mm-hmm. and i think there may have been a time that they were but personally i think you know so much time is spent on defending themselves mm-hmm. in the press and you know that they they can't often focus on, you know, being strong leaders. No,
0: it's all going for sound bites, and, and it,
1: it, that's exactly bashing right, the opposition.
0: Right? Okay. Well, look, yes. I, I'm going to, to wind this up by just asking. I've got a list of uh, questions here in front of me that you can't see, but I can. And I'd like to, you to choose a number between 1 and 20, and I'm going to ask you whatever question that is.
1: Oh, well, I'd have to choose six.
0: Oh. Oh, well, here you go. What's your proudest moment?
1: Oh. Uh, well, I'm a mother of six. <laughs> You're only allowed
0: yeah. one moment.
1: Only one moment. Um, okay, well, family aside, it would have yep. to be um, the launch of my book.
0: Okay. Ah, oh, good. And when was that yeah. launch?
1: La- early last year. Okay. And it won-, it won the Bragg Medallion Award.
0: Lovely. And title? 22
1: walked? Leadership Fundamentals.
0: 22 do- Leadership Fundamentals.
1: The Daughter Success Says Push.
0: Right. Excellent. Brilliant. Well, look, I'm sure we can find details of that and a whole lot more about the work that you do at alisonvidotto.com. That's V-I-D-O-T-T-O, alisonvidotto.com. And uh, Alison, thank you very much for spending your time with us and uh, giving us an insight into the importance of leadership to us uh, us guys down at the small end of town.
1: Great to chat with you, Robert. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.